What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. Ez, we're back. We're talking Phasma. You literally. Yep. I mean, literally just finished. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really. Just. I mean, uh, minutes ago. Mi- yeah. Minutes ago. Um, minutes ago. And I, you know, it, it, I, I don't know. I. This is one of those books you really gotta push through the beginning of it, and mm-hmm. just keep going because the end is great. Like, like the end yeah. of this book is is actually really, really good, and. Uh, I ended up really, really liking it, but man, I because I remember I I told you when we when we set out on this um, that a long time when it first came out I only read half of it and I just lost I just lost it I just was I couldn't finish it, um, and that's more me. It's not the author. It's not the whatever. It's not the it may, it, it may even be that it's just a character that you know. How often do you read about like a like like it's a new thing i guess now for me to start reading about these characters who are the bad guys air quote the bad guys right, right? and to be really interested in them but wow they're doing a good job i mean mm-hmm. and i need to keep remembering that because you know i mean tarkin catalyst these these books have come out like uh, inferno squad and that ends up being a book that if you you know when we read that and then the video game characters in that switch and change sides so yeah it's i guess it's maybe what, what kind of um was causing me to stumble a little bit when I first started reading Phasma, but man, it was good. It was really good. What'd you think? Yeah, well, I'm with I'm with you. I think initially because basically uh, the this book jumps back and forth between two sets of characters, at two different timelines, uh, and then they all kind of come together at the end. Um, because it's told to us through uh, Vi Marathi, 
right who is a character who then appears in black spire and then uh, is like is actually she's at like galaxy's edge right so that's mm-hmm. ki- that's kind of this weird um thing and eventually we will get to black spire because i'm going to I, I think i'm going to galaxy's edge later this year mm-hmm. um and and you know we're gonna maybe it's during star wars celebration i don't know we're gonna figure yeah, it out right. but but so that was one of the things I was kind of like, well, you know, I was trying to I was reading up on Galaxy's Edge a little bit. I was like, well, where's the kind of the best place to start with that? Because once somebody had mentioned to me, well, you know, it's kind of like it goes it involves these novels. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I got to start with Phasma. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you have this character, Vimerati, who's a resistance spy. Um, she gets captured and then she is being interrogated by uh, this guy, Cardinal, mm-hmm. Captain Cardinal. Right. Who's a rival of a phasma and you know initially we're just kind of thinking oh, okay well you know just the, there's always there's always rivals but then as the story starts to unfold and she's telling you about phasma's upbringing and phasma's story with um brendel hux who's armitage hux's dad uh man it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger but like you said at the very beginning um it it's kind of a, a weird back and forth because we have um, Vimerati on the ship, mm-hmm. and I was like, I think this is way more exciting than what's going on with Phasma. Yeah, yes, yeah. right, way way more exciting. And then as you get a little bit further, that back and forth doesn't happen as much, um, and I think it's it's spread out a little bit better. And then it kind of starts to come back and forth a lot at the end but it's like oh man you know you're racing through you know just as, as star wars does right you know you think about the ends of all the movies there's always well you know what's han and what's han and leia doing while luke's over here or you know what's what's going on with obi-wan and and anakin while you know uh, the there's a, you know the the clone wars is being fought over here and so um i thought i thought the ending the second and third part of this book were really where it shines mm-hmm. yeah yeah, agreed. And it was interesting that uh, you get this sort of spy network um, in 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 Vi Marathi and almost like a Poe Dameron type of character. I mean, she the way she, like her charisma and and like her humor, right? Even though she's being tortured, um, but she just gave us this. I don't know. She was the she was sent out by Leia Organa, right? She's the eyes and ears, and she's collecting information and reporting back and. And helping them, it was just cool to see another layer to that, I guess. And again, this novel was like the the lead into the Last Jedi. It was a part of the journey to mm-hmm. the Last Jedi. Um, but you're right. I, I now also am very interested in just yeah. I mean, Black Spire. Let's go. Like that's that's. I'm ready to read it. I'm ready to go and and, and keep going. Um, with that. But yeah, it just it was really cool. And and uh, I didn't think I would like uh, Vi as much. I didn't think I. I didn't even know that I wanted to like Cardinal, but I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Well, you know, you know, and and it, this is full, yeah, kind of spoilers here. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. um, you know, what I what I was thinking is that it's he's never mentioned, right? Um, but I I was thinking of you know this this book came out in in a lead up to the Last Jedi, right? Well, in the Last Jedi, we see Phasma die, mm-hmm. right, and I was thinking I was like, you know, Finn's never mentioned, but we, I don't know if we have we don't have enough backstory on Finn. But ultimately, um, you know, Phasma doesn't kill Cardinal because he shows up in the next book. Um, and but, you know, they had they do have that confrontation because you have this this 
you could see this power struggle between Cardinal and Phasma. And Cardinal is the one training these young recruits, and then Phasma takes them once they're kind of past, you know, um, think of it as like first order high school, right? And then she is the one who really hardens them in battle. Um, but Cardinal's training regimen was probably what would have been used on Finn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and so in a weird way, maybe Finn it kills Phasma. And so maybe Cardinal actually through his training and his, uh, you know, th- it's kind of just interesting to think about. Yeah. I was I was just yeah. kind of making that connection in my head and thinking about it. Yeah, well, like they, they talk about the the rarity. I mean, at the end of this, it's sort of like how did Cardinal get to this point where he would question or where he would think for himself um, or right. break outside of the his programming. And yeah, to, to have sort of some of these rare few like Finn uh, who would break through that uh, brainwashing, if you will, then it, yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. And it's kind of neat to see that Finn ultimately goes on to beat Phasma. Um, right. Which, yeah. you know, now I'm thinking about and I'm thinking back to Luke and I'm thinking back to Ray. Uh, and hearing just how, I mean, really, they, I mean, Phasma is clearly an elite, elite warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, just in some of the the fights she has here in the pit, you know, with the Aura 2. Yep. And um, uh, again, against Kel, uh, against Kel, when Keldo shows up at the end and all those guys and she right. and she's fighting them. And then clearly she gets trained in the First Order. I'm really thinking that Finn's Force Sensitivity is really what pushes him way over the edge compared to other standard stormtroopers because there's just there's just no way I I, I see a, a a you know a standard stormtrooper standing up to somebody like Phasma right yeah and so I think you know you, I mean you look at Luke right Luke's able to kind of wield a lightsaber in Episode Four against the training droid his first time using it Ray obviously fights. Ray and Finn both fight a, you know, weakened Kylo Ren. But even still, I mean, Kylo Ren has been trained by Luke Skywalker. Uh, he's, been, you know, trained with Snoke. Yeah. Um, he's obviously force sensitive and, and has been training for a long time. So that to me, I'm just like, that's in kind of tying this into the Rise of Skywalker. I think that's just it's a huge deal. I think being force sensitive now, really, they're they're showing you like it just it puts you so much higher on the scale. Uh, and, and and thinking about it, and just seeing yeah. the deeds that we see with Phasma here, like it's like how could anybody st- stand up to her? This is a standard stormtrooper, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's um, well, and that, that was cool. It's sort of yeah, you do have to kind of wonder like what's special about Finn? Uh, why is why is he able to even stand toe to toe with Kylo Ren for a few moments, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, then you go to the Last Jedi and he takes on uh, Phasma and he and he beats her. Yeah. So yeah. so there's something. Yeah, there's something else there, kind of guiding his hand or uh, his his life, right? Um, mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. And just to recap, like her. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll get to this later. Like like her her ending and her legacy. But I mean, right, right now in this in this book, it sets up um, just a lot of different things. I mean, I I guess I had always I'd read some stuff on the Wikipedia page about. Um, Junior Hux being responsible for Senior Hux's, you know, demise or what have you. But I never, I didn't know it was in this book. I didn't know it was this, this is what it's all about here, right? Is that, you know, he uses Phasma and they both agree that, yeah, it's time for Senior Hux to make his way out and to be done. And really, it's like, but you also got sort of two things. Or you thought maybe maybe Phasma 
wanted to do this her on, on her own. She wanted this. But then she also wanted, like Hux uh, Jr. wanted it as well. Right? I mean, he wanted his dad to be, like, like he wanted to be out from underneath his, his father's influence and things. So I thought that was kind of um, interesting that both of them wanted the same thing. And so with it, that kind of drew them together more so. And, and, and um, yeah, has... She can do what she wants. I mean, she's mm-hmm. she's uh, at, at another level, and it's it's weird. I feel I actually kind of like start to feel for Cardinal because it's like, okay, he was here, he was your golden boy, he was doing everything that he was supposed to do, um, and then he's replaced by Phasma, uh, and then Phasma betrays Senior Hux, and he's still just left doing his own thing. And it's like it's like it's it's weird that like. She questions sort of like his programming and stuff, and like his um, simulations, like Cardinal, you know, simulations or whatever. Right. Um, but yet she is not one. You know, the, neither of those two operate inside of what like is purely good for the first order. They themselves are like the. I guess you know, like people like Phasma and Armitchetux are the individuals that the resistance are fighting against like Cardinal is not the guy you're, you're really fighting against because what they believe in and that indoctrination and just trying to do what's right and bring order. Uh, the, some of the things that they are air quote preaching or talking about uh, or listening to as the kids are going to sleep, it, they're not t- terrible things. But then once it's revealed that, you know, these other characters are the the people in, in leadership really are manipulating even the, even their own people. Um, so, so the author of this book, uh, Delilah Dawson, actually says that Cardinal is our lens into why a good person would dedicate their life to the First Order and why they'd seek to you know, exercise someone like Phasma by any means necessary once they caught a glimpse of who is behind that mask. So, I mean, he's being true and loyal like to, to what he believes the core of the First Order ideals are, and he's, and he's a good person. And it's something that Vi Marati kind of sees in him. So this is something Disney and, and, and Lucasfilm right, has been uh, trying to get us to see is that there's a lens. Why are thousands and millions of people uh, signing up with the First Order or or continuing to work inside of their framework? So mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when you look at it like, you know, I think back to episode one um, when Qui-Gon and, and Qui-Gon shows up to uh, Tatooine and finds Anakin and they're ha- you know they're having conversations like well if he were in a Republic um, planet he would have been found early if uh, you know out out here there's you know they're talking about out on the out, out on the outer rim and all that stuff there the Republic is it here you know it's ruled by the huts and so for some people I think if you grew up on uh, one of these planets where there is no you know just depending on what time frame you're in in, in Star Wars, where there is no leading authority, be it the Empire or the Republic or the First Order or the New Republic, th- that for the for these people it provides opportunity, yeah, you and, and stability and, and stability, right? Yeah, yeah, it does, and yeah, so it's just kind of, and, and really, I, I'm when I read this too, I was thinking more about like what what happens now. I mean, with the air quote first order, like where, what's the state of the gap? Where do you go from here? I mean, it's, it's like, it's just all up in the air because like before when the originals came out, we were, we were, you know, watching uh, those and we, we knew the empire was evil. It was just defeated and destroyed and we were good. But what happens to all these people who 
um, like Finn, like Jaina, who defected and who these group of people, like they took over their own Star Destroyer and they, they crash landed it on, you know, the ocean moon of Endor. Like, are, are there more people like that in the First Order? And is that something that we're going to be able to explore and, and help those people, you know, get out of that, uh, that system? Are, are they completely destroyed? Is it, is it more of like the Imperial Remnant that was out there in the, in the days of, um, or right after Emperor Palpatine was destroyed? That's some of the stuff I guess I'm thinking about, it, or it causes me to think about in regards to the end of this storyline or where we currently are with like Ray and company. So Right, what, 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 is that, what is that gap in between the Empire and the First Order? Um, and you know, I think we get we, there's a we get a little bit a little bit of that in uh, Bloodlines, right? Where there's a lot of bickering going on between the, the Republic, and then you have I always forget the guy's name, but the guy was arguing that the, you know why the Empire was better um, with with Leia Castrofo, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exa- exactly. And you know, maybe we'll see maybe we'll see a little bit of that in uh, well, even in Mandalorian, right? You know, here we are with these lawless planets. You know, the Empire at least had stability, um, protection. You know, there there wasn't it wasn't just a free for all. Uh, and so I I do think you're right. I think we're going to get a lot more of these stories in between explaining how the First Order came about and why people chose it. Um, you know, Episode seven comes around and then destroys the the New Republic. So but we don't so we don't get to really see what that that conflict was, um, you know, I'm and. Hope I mean I'm sure we'll get more, but right now it's just, yeah I am interested yeah like you to see see wh- where that's going to go. Well, on on both ends, so it, it, whether it's the gap between six and seven, as you say, and like the first order, them recruiting these kids, brainwashing them, them struggling like Cardinal does here. Um, I, I just I guess I just keep sort of imagining that even after Cardinal is gone, you have individuals who in the Force Awakens like Finn, you know, are struggling still with their programming and they break form, uh, and they rebel. Or, or what have you, uh, they're they're a traitor, and in the rise of Skywalker, you kind of got more of that as well. You had this faction of of um, you know mm-hmm. stormtroopers who defected and who who kind of went over, and that's sort of what we learn. Um, and and I guess like I, I just want I wonder like what is there is there something like wh- why these individuals? But why? Like, is there something special about these individuals that that causes them to go against this this program that Cardinal and, and Hux had set up? I mean, what is it that's either special about them right. or well, what flaws are in the program that would cause this? Because you have to imagine there was a lot more people in the First Order when at the end of the Rise of Skywalker that were like Cardinal and that maybe had started to realize along the way that this is not right. We're fighting the wrong, fighting on the wrong side. The right. Well, you know, I, I think I think there's. Um I think there's there's definitely a difference, even though it doesn't necessarily appear that way on on screen, between the First Order and the Empire, right? The Empire was something that everyone, um, you know, the, the the Palpatine showed the failures of the Republic. I mean, it go, you look at Episode One, where even even Queen Amidala, you know, Padme is arguing that you know, hey, the Trade Federation is attacking us. We need action. It, there's there's never going to be any action in the in the in the senate because it's going to take too long and then our people are going to suffer and then that's kind of the highlight really that's how palpatine gets to power is he's is he's highlighting look this is the failures of the of the republic we can't do anything we need an army um we we rely far too much on the jedi the jedi are kind of corrupt 
you know, and then obviously, he, you know, he takes over. But everyone seems to be very pleased, you know, not knowing really that Palpatine had this crazy evil plan, you know, to, to create this war mm-hmm. and all yeah. of this stuff. But I mean, people are they're cheering when Palpatine becomes emperor. And then, you know, the vast majority of your stormtroopers there are clones. So they're all, you know, they're all the same. And, we, and there are some some, um, you know, people who break out of that. But mm-hmm. with the First Order, there is the there is the New Republic. There are the people that remember how bad the Empire was. And so I think that's kind of the difference. And the fact that these aren't clones, they're individuals. I think that just allows for more variables in the system, regardless of what the uh, of kind of what the indoctrination is and the training is. Yeah, well, I, actually, it's an interesting point that most of the First Order um, their their force is are are these orphaned kids or, or they take kids from planets they maybe they orphan them intentionally or whatever but they they take them and they indoctrinate them so it's not like it's um I mean most of the time it seemed like it was more like almost like the like like the old uh, Jedi Council where you know it's like you had to be young you had to be taken young from from your parents mm-hmm. um, and if you if you weren't uh, a certain age, if you were over a certain age, you were too old, too old for training uh, because the mind wasn't there to be programmed. So like the first order really is doing a number on, on these kids and bringing them up in this, in this way. Um, and as you say, yeah, there's, they're individuals. So there's, there's variables uh, there, which is interesting, but going back to that gap between six and seven, it, it would be neat to kind of uh, explore a little bit. Like why is the new Republic not able to do as much? And I know bloodlines covers this a little bit, um, there was a difference between, um, you know, yet individuals who were more centralist, um, you know, who believed in like the centralized government. And then you had those who were kind of like, no, each world should kind of independently rule themselves uh, type of thing or be ready for who knows what. And so, like, were they not able to help other like these other planets? And did the First Order kind of see a void and come in there and sort of say, well, we're, we're going to help these individuals out? Uh, we're going to go to places where they're, the the people are extremely desperate, and anything that we do seems like help. Because, you know, Cardinal says that Hux was his savior; that he was more, mm-hmm. more, more to, um, more like a father than than his father. I mean, he he did more for him. And you're like, wait a second, wow! I mean, that that does a number on you, really. And you start to think about this is not some, you know, twenty year old something, you know, in, individual who then can has lived all these different life experiences. These are young kids who they are just bringing into the fold here. It's a small band of, you know, Ray Sloan and Hux going to the unknown region with a, with a, with a small group of kids from Jakku. This is in the aftermath series. They take off, they go there. And when they come back, they've got these programs, they've built up a little bit of a force and they're going around what I imagine like the outer rim, picking up these kids and building their force, uh, which is, it's, it's, it's a little different. And, um, yeah, it, it's just interesting. Now, what one thing that's crazy too is like, what was hard for these individuals to see, like Cardinal, is that yes, he was saved from Jakku, and everything that the First Order preaches, like we're going to bring stability and we're going to do all these different things and, and help establish a government on these planets where we take these kids from, or what, that doesn't happen. Jakku is still just Jakku, and it never did change. It was, it was awful. It was still awful. They didn't do anything good there, and even on on Parnassus, like when he leaves. And he has um, Phasma in his ship. They're on a shuttle leaving the planet. They've, they've gone through all these terrible things, right? He turns the ship around and he destroys, like, her people more so. Mm-hmm. I mean, any, anybody who, like, might, that, sh- that might have been left or people who, uh, I guess, who had uh, resisted or who had insulted 
the first order in any way. And you're like, well, there you go. I mean, even old senior Hux is sort of showing us that like they're they're not good. They're they're um it's join us or die. I mean, there's no in between here. And that's where the New Republic, yeah, it it had the flexibility and it had some sort of yeah, if you want to govern yourselves uh, on your own, okay, go ahead, but then it's there's there's more power in like us strengthening and and coalescing around some some ideas and forming like a galactic alliance. Uh, but if you don't want to join, okay, I guess, but you're just not going to be under our protection. Um, and those places that weren't, I guess, offered a seat at the table, those that those worlds that were way far out there, that's where the First Order is picking up all of their, their troops. And um, so on both sides, you can kind of see, like, the you can see where the case that the First Order is making to these kids who they bring in, like, they're telling it, they're telling them that, because well, when he's talking to Vi, uh, Marathi, like, he explains his views on the New Republic, it's not good. Like he doesn't. He really, truly does not believe that the New Republic has done any good, and that they've only perpetuated chaos, and that they haven't helped those who needed help, like himself. Like the, the yeah. what did the New Republic do for him? Nothing. What did the First Order do for him? Everything. Exactly. And well, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. well, um, and I think one of the things, and I think his reason, and, and I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's defecting, but his reason to attack Phasma, you know, at the end of this book. Um, and I, I haven't read the next book yet, but I've, I've just kind of read a summary of it a little bit, you know, just some of the brief details. And I, I know he's in it. So it seems like he's now mm-hmm. on the Republic, on the you know resistance side. Mm-hmm. Could be entirely wrong, but that's just what it seems like um, is, you know, he sees that Armitage and Phasma came up with a plan to use the beetle. Right. That's a, that's a big thing in, in this book is is these beetles that when they bite you, basically infect you with some sort of crazy disease uh, that basically liquefies your body. It's some some poison. They don't know how to even at all uh, interpret or fix. They, they have no no real solution for. Um, so when Phasma uses that um, to kill Brendel Hux, who are who um, Cardinal, you know, worshipped and adored. I think that's where he starts to question the first order itself, because, you know, one of the big things is you're not supposed to attack anybody else in the order. But there is just like, you know, you go back to the old Sith days and stuff like that. There is this kind of reward for, you know, essentially, hey, like if you if you you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, no matter what it takes. So it's this kind of weird system that they have. Right. Um, you know, so it's like the Jedi, it's actually the opposite, right? Because the Jedi are like, you know, you want to train yourself in the force and you want to become better, but you should never look at the dark side. And so I think I think he I think Cardinal struggles with this. And, th- and there's a moment in the book where uh, he's talking about um, Brendel Hux asking him a question, right? Like, uh, would you share this? You know, would you share this wine with me? Um, and he says he can't because it's against first order code. And he's like, well, I'm your commanding officer. Uh, you know, what would, what would you do then? And he says, I think, um, he says something along the lines of like, well, I just like, according to the first order code, like I would just believe that you would never be able to ask me something like that. And he's like, you know, he laughs and kind of says mm-hmm. that's a good answer. Right. Um, but so, you know, it, it's, it's just this weird system where everyone's trained to believe like, you know. You do exactly what you're told 100% of the time, but secret behind the, you know, the doors, there are the people who realize, no, you have to do whatever it takes to move yourself up, um, and like the weak will be weeded out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. I mean, 
so yeah, the, it, it's almost like um, yeah, the, the week will be weeded out. Yeah, well, actually, you remember that part, right? Like that was uh, that was something that struck Cardinal in this story was that the the, the missing kids. You remember yes. that part? Yeah. Yes. Nobody questioned it. Right. Right. And and um, he had never even thought to question it either. I mean, it just sort of like, well, they they just yeah, they were soft or they didn't make it or or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, they, I I was wondering like, does every kid make it? Uh, is is every kid sort of just uh, like no matter where where your starting point is, you're you're gonna whether you have to stay in the program longer or not, you're gonna be a part of this. No, they disappeared or maybe they were put into a different type of position or something or they're cooks or who I don't or they're doing. Or they're or they're just killed. Killed, yeah. That yeah. was that was kind of like uh, jarring to think about a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I like I like Cardinal. I thought it was cool. I thought when he uh, attacked Phasma there at the end, you know, just um, I mean, obviously he he lost. I mean, he came close to beating her. He came very close. I mean, had yeah. he, had he just maybe stabbed a couple inches further, I think he would have. I think he would have. Um, uh, would have done it, but obviously, you know, that we, we know we knew going into that that, that wasn't going to happen. But um, right. Uh, and uh, let me be, let's talk maybe a little bit Vi Vi Marathi, um, and kind of and her her story in this. You know, she's the resistance spy, um, and I thought it was actually kind of cool. You know, it was it was kind of odd getting a story of almost how to survive, uh, like torture, how to uh, serve, uh, you know, how to how to persuade, how to how to craft your 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 conversation in order to get like what it is that you need what you want out of even being in a situation where you're captured mm-hmm. and how to kind of turn your, ca- uh, your you know your your capture against against kind of themselves and, and stuff like that yeah well and i actually thought too even in her objective and what well, well, i guess once she's there and she's in being interrogated, it's like, okay, it's not just about escape. And actually at one point she even hints that she could escape or that she could try something, but it would be risky and the odds are just not very, very high um, with the watchfulness of, of his droid. But yeah, she, she kind of turns to this, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to strike a deal with you and I'm going to try to turn you, which is, which is crazy. I, I can't actually believe that he, was willing to, I mean, he was so desperate to get this information that he was willing to strike a bargain with her and really, and, and, and follow through on it. And I think the only reason that he did is because she ends up, you know, over time showing how honest or that she's sticking to the bargain, you know? It's like, I'm not going to break here. I'm not going to do something. I'm not going to attempt an escape. Like, once she realized that he was, it, it, it was it was actually a, um, like a battle of, uh, I mean, how, how do I put this? Like, she was trying to show him that she's a good person. And she understands that he's a good person. What they're on, they're on completely opposite, you know, sides of this war and this conflict. So even though she's being interrogated and she's being um, tortured and stuff, she had to sort of, I guess, persevere through that and give him what he wanted. But at the same time, when there were opportunities where he was either, you know, giving her a drink or food or untying her. Uh, that she never budged. She didn't move. She didn't, even as she's pulling out the dagger at the end, she's she's explaining like, you know, here's what I'm going to do. And then he's realizing she could have pulled that out at any time. And there might even have been a time where it would have been very, um, you know, effective against me because I was behind her or I was like not, I don't know, like I guess he was a little bit off of his uh, his game here. I mean, the whole the whole idea that he brings her down to this black cell um, where no one else can really see what's going on kind of shows you that that 
that something's up with Cardinal uh, out the gate here. He's really unnerved. But it was a battle of like, I mean, she had to prove to him that resistance fighters are also good and that you're fighting against the wrong side. Um, yes, she's surviving the torture and the shocks and all the stuff that it was doing to her was terrible. Uh, but she's, that was her goal. Does it make sense? She's trying to you know prove to him that like, you know, we're, we're good people too. And I get that you're a good guy, but you're misinformed and you're fighting for the wrong side. And, you, and clearly now, you, and then really, I mean, the kicker was too, once he goes to Armitage and he, and he confronts him about like Phasma, the fact that he doesn't just go right back down to her and say, yep, I'm switching, I'm, I'm switching sides, like shows you how strong that programming is in, in, in all of them. It was like, I'll just go back to my duties. Well, maybe I'll get some alcohol and go drink it up a little bit and not shave the next day. But right? right, I mean, you would have thought he would instantly have switched sides there. Yeah, but he doesn't. He, yeah, I mean, he, 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 he doesn't. And I thought that, and he, you know, when, when Cardinal goes to Hux, I think that that's like his huge kind of turning point. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he is when he when he realizes because he go he goes and he says, "I'm doing what's right. I have information about Phasma. Yeah, um, you know, this is really bad. Like, you'll, you know, this is about your father's death, and then it's. I think that's kind of that breaking point of like, what am I even? Yeah, what am I even doing? What's, yeah, what's this all for? Because I, I think if um if Hawks would have just been like, you know, thank you, appreciate, it. we'll look into it. Um, not gonna get my hopes up, whatever. And he didn't reveal that. Yeah, I actually am the one who, like, I, for, for you to think that I wouldn't have known is almost insulting. Like, yeah, I know, and I'm I'm behind it. Is crazy. You know, and then I expect then I expect you to go out here and do what's right and to be a good a good soldier, etc. Is is just um, is wild. I mean, had he not have done that, I think I think Cardinal might have been like, okay, I've, I did what I had to do, etc. Whatever, I'm going to go back down now. And then he has to make a decision: does he follow through on his promise to let Vi go, even though he's mm-hmm. staying with the First Order and going to continue in his role? But uh, yeah, it's the response of his leader um, that really shakes him, and he doesn't know what to do he starts acting uh very differently the food doesn't taste as good it doesn't feel uh quite like home anymore and yeah. he starts to think and, and really care and be concerned about the kids who are under his supervision right yeah because yeah because phasma is like he he phasma kind of wants to take over his his his, his program he mm-hmm. she thinks his program isn't isn't as efficient as it should be yeah right yeah and so it's I mean, had he had he never had he never captured Vimerati, everything probably would have stayed the same, which is which mm-hmm. is the crazy thing. And so he, then he tries to do the right thing, and even he tries to do the right thing inside of the first order. Yeah, and is is basically punished for it. Which yes, it's just crazy. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's just crazy. Which is telling. So, that's that's the whole thing. That's that's what's very telling about it. And that's where Vi is right. That's why when we watch the films, we go, yeah, first order is the bad guy. But now it's good to see though that. Most of the people who are in this order have been deceived. They're deceived by Snoke, by Hux, by all these individuals, by, by go all the way back to Palpatine, who this was, again, the First Order is not, right, they always make the, the distinction, separation, that it's not the Empire. But really, I mean, it, it, it is an extension of that. It's an offshoot. Like Palpatine, it's his contingency plan that, right. that has brought it it's here. Not a, it's, it's not as good of a version as the Empire compared yeah. to what the, compared certainly to what the Empire was. Yeah, the empire. Right. Yeah, they just had a much bigger grip. Palpatine had far better control over it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, maybe we should talk a little bit about some of the characters we hear in Phasma's story. 
um, like Civ. And, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about and I, I was just in all honesty, you know, it's a crazy that I would I would to me this this thing would stick out so much. So, um, you know, we're, we're hearing about Parnassus and, you know, the Skyer folk and all of this thing. Basically, you know, it's like a tribe very tribal they don't really have any technology whatsoever um and they have to really make every there's not a lot of food around there's not a lot of resources um so um you know it's just it's kind of little little warring tribes and uh you know civ uses this item right called a detraxer which i Mm -hmm. just found this thing crazy important uh and like honestly got me a lot in an odd way thinking about like palpatine Mm -hmm. right um so they use this item called a detractor where they basically when someone dies they suck out their life essence that's all like that's all they say and it creates this salve and so then you use that salve as nutrients really um but throughout the throughout the book they say it's not just like Oh, you're getting like if you were to eat food, right? Or even think about like getting an IV. You know, like uh, you know, we go to a hospital. Sometimes people get IVs when they can't eat. Um, they said like it's much more than that. And so I was like, you know, it's it's just crazy that here's this this tiny little band of people that they they have. This is the technology that they have, and it is like another way of kind of life transfer, uh, preserving <laughs> essence. You yeah. know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, so what you're saying there is you think old old Palpatine might have been uh, buttered up in some of this salve. Is what you're saying? I, well, I mean, I, well, I mean, you never. I mean, I'm just. I don't know why I was, but that was, I was just thinking about it the entire time. I was like, you know, is this, um, you know, the, the, this type of technology, you know, exists, right? Mm-hmm. And if some if somebody this if a group of people this small, you know, and this um, untechnologically advanced has it, clearly there must be something far superior. Uh, elsewhere in the universe. In the oh, yeah, yeah. It, it actually, too, even made me think that, you know, sometimes we get that super far superior advanced, you know, healing um, salve or whatever it may be or, or, or back to tank or whatever. But it's like this was very interesting. I mean, I, I was sort of like um, they're, they're on, a pl- on a planet that has been hit with a, a nuke, essentially, and... Mm like radiation poisoning, all this sort of stuff. And this, this salve that they put on uh, is gets good. It's good at what it does. It, it, it reminded me of Bacta actually a little bit and just more of a primitive form. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was, it was interesting to think that there was a device that could extract that. Like they actually said it was, um, yeah, it was, it was Siv's responsibility to, to extract the essence mm-hmm. and they could, they call it like anytime someone dies, she's like, she's on it immediately. Right. Yeah. Like we're going to use their essence, pull it out, and, and and here we go. So yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, and there weren't very many people who knew how to do it either. Like they didn't, maybe they didn't know how to work the machine, or they didn't. Uh, she was trying to teach it to one of the younger girls who was a warrior, one of Phasma's warriors that was with them in the end, because she realizes like, okay, how are we going to preserve our people? Uh, but yeah, and also the whole the whole um, Parnassus just situation, like with the mining facilities that were there and just abandoned, and people were were stuck. Did you notice like mo- like throughout mm. all those facilities people had they were sitting in their lounge or their area looking like they were at a card game but they had they had drank poison. Yeah. And I'm like was this either <laughs> I was like it, either there was no way of getting off the island and they just chose to go that way or like 
you remember the first facility they stop at? There's those crazy wonky droids, you know, um, mm-hmm. praise to the creator, all this kind of stuff. Right. I thought, are those droids acting funky and did they poison these people? <laughs> like, did something, yeah, I mean, this is a maybe, droid takeover. Yeah, like, it, the, yeah, it's it's very it's very weird. Yeah, Parnassus itself as a planet was very weird because clearly they um, there was not a lot of ways to travel um, because I, they don't even know what's on their planet. They have like, mm-hmm. no idea. They have no idea that that stuff exists. Like sometimes I was almost like, hold on, did we like because you know you, you're listening to this over a span a couple of days. Like, did we jump to a different planet? Yeah, because this does not sound like the same place. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess it is. Right. Um, because I mean, like the, the you know you think about like the Skyer, it's like out in the middle of nowhere, and then you get to the Oratu city, right? <laughs> Where it's a big yeah. city, they have lavish gowns and all and all of this stuff. There's not enough food, but there's like a you know it's a city. I mean, it's it's totally it's totally a, a city on that planet, um, and they don't even you know nobody has any idea that any of that stuff exists. Um, and then it's just it's a very peculiar kind of planet in well, in, in the Star Wars galaxy, just in in general, really. Yeah, so so what is it? It's, it's the Con uh, Constar Mining Corporation that has come there to try to um, extract uh, whatever ore, nutrients, what have you. They had factories there where all you gotta do is pour some sand into this thing, and we're gonna it'll it'll make us a you know a nice scarf or a, a shirt or some cloth and fabric. Right. So you know that was where the ore to like where they were at. They were starving. Um, so it seemed like all these facilities together could. Um, like maybe they're exporting these goods off of this planet and then then them working together and being connected as a network would allow for them like one planet or one plant can make food. The other one's making clothing. Uh, the next one is working on medicine, like the, the final uh, facility that that um, that Civ is at uh, is like a medical facility next to where the nuclear disaster took place. It's like really got, you know, state of the art um, medical technology there. And the first one is sort of a mining operation. So they worked together to either either they were, you know, kind of turning this planet into like they came here and colonized it themselves. And then the people there was a workforce that would be sustained because of the different things that the, the factories and facilities could make. And then also they could export those to different, uh, you know, other worlds that were, you know, in need of of that um, whatever their product was. So. Exactly. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, but now here's something that was interesting: the automated defense system, right? That's the thing that actually shoots down General um, Hux's, Huck. yeah, Brendel Hux's uh, ship. And Which, you're like, speaking of that ship, by the way, is yeah, uh, Palpatine. It's like an, it's Palpatine's old yacht. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then then Phasma at the end goes and takes some of the metal from it and crafts her armor. Yes, which is just just an interesting tie all the way back to. To Palpatine, so that uh, I mean, it's, it, there's nothing more really special than that, but it is just kind of interesting that they they point that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that it was it was like an Anubian type of um, cruiser that he had taken from yeah that, that Brindle Hux takes from from Darth Sidious essentially, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, then she gets her armor from it, which is which is crazy, uh, and she goes back to one of those facilities, uh, the the abandoned whatever it was like like factory, and she makes her armor there. On the planet mm-hmm. that was mentioned by Cardinal earlier, no one knew how she, um, you know, no one knew how she had where she had gotten her armor from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she makes it. Her, she makes it herself. Yeah, yeah, and and Cardinal had made, you know, had made his own 
uh, whatever. And while she's there, too, she also gets the beetle that she uses. It's like, did she have this all planned out, or did she just think that'll be useful Possibly. later? Or, yeah, you know, and you I, know. you know, I mean, the the book is is Phasma, although it really feels more um, in because there's a, there's a there's a, a bunch of characters um but phasma honestly it, it's because it's it's told through Civ and vise and then cardinal's point of view mm-hmm. um it's really more just kind of building the legend of phasma and seeing her you know I mean, clearly, even from the get-go phasma is not uh kind of normal even inside of her own world she's very like power hungry she's very real she realizes that you know i need to do what's best for me yeah, um, yep. like from clearly from an early age. And so one of the reasons she wants to kill Brendel is simply because he's seen her without her her mask. Uh, he knows her origins and that po- that poses a threat. She is she's doing everything she can to remove any any information from her. Um, and I mean, I th- I I think, you know, had, you know, all this stuff with Kylo Ren and you know the First Order fighting the Resistance and stuff not happened. I think eventually she would have tried to kill Armitagechucks and just mm-hmm. work yeah. her way work her way up the system. Yeah, for sure. I mean, let's just talk a little bit about the idea um, with the Skyer people. You know, at first it's just sort of her own family clan that she's with with her brother. And this will show you. I mean, first of all, I, I hate Phasma. I'm die little after this book. I'm just like she's terrible, and I mm-hmm. I I don't even. I, I, there were there are parts where like I'm like okay she kind of like has respect for her for her people and she's trying to help that when she left Civ behind I was like all right we're done we're done yeah I'm done with you like this is this is bad mm-hmm. and then to go back after that and find out that she is the one who causes her brother to lose his leg she stabs him in the leg and yeah. you know turns basically I mean allows the the other clan and and maybe had orchestrated with them. Uh, like on one of her times where she was out like on watch and said like look hey I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna injure my brother who is the warrior by the way who's who's I think was older and bigger mm-hmm. um, at the time and I'm gonna take him down with this blade and then you guys can can come in and, and take my family you can just you know mom and dad kill mom and dad save my brother we will join your clan and here we go that's the that's how she saw. I, that was her best way forward. I mean, that was, you know, and, and you also wonder, like, it had, did she think through every possibility and just sort of say, like, okay, this is the only possibility or it's the or was it the best one or was it was it the easiest one or the one that was just most advantageous to her? Like, does she right. get to knock her brother down a notch? Like, could she not have just was there another way to convince mom and dad and then maybe even brother and sister going together and saying, OK, if you don't go, we're just going to go over and join them. And then now you have you're older and weaker and they were relying on their kids to protect them. So it's, it's crazy. Like she had many other paths to, to or decisions that she could have made there, but she really chooses the one that was most advantageous to, to her. So yeah. it yeah. makes you, makes it makes you really not like her. So it does. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy because I mean, we get, we, we get, we learn more about Phasma in, in this book than we do the movies. I mean, she's only in the movies for, I'd say at most 10 minutes. Right mm-hmm. between yeah. between both seven and eight. I mean, I that might even be generous. I she may have like five minutes of screen time mm-hmm. yeah. uh, between between those <laughs> between between those those two movies. But um, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, I was just, yeah, it, she's a great villain. I'll say that she is she is absolutely a great great villain. Um, who I think you know, she to me, um, 
the uh reminds me kind of in a way of like Grievous, right? General Grievous. I mm-hmm. think like if they were to do some sort of Clone Wars type animated series or cartoon or whatever they want to do that's taking place during seven, eight, and nine. I think she would kind of fit that fit like a role like him very, very well. Uh, especially like with this book, just showing a little bit more of who she is. I think she, I think man, she'd be perfect for that type of uh, of a series if they were to ever do to do something like that. Yeah, because she's yeah she's that type of villain. She's someone who now when I look at what Finn when Finn is fighting her uh, and just the interactions that he has with her, I'm like yeah take take her out. Like she's she's calling him rebel scum and stuff. It's like like okay whatever. You're mm-hmm. you're worse than that. I mean you're you're well and she and she and she just views anybody who's weak as scum or trash yeah. or inferior. Now what's crazy though is that she and again she stands for nothing and she's only looking out for herself and you get that in the Force Awakens because you know Finn confronts her and he's got a blaster on her and she's sort of like okay I'm surrounded here. Yeah, I'm going to like Cardinal would not Cardinal would have died. <laughs> he would have died before he lowered the shields. Mm-hmm. Now yes, maybe that. Phasma thinks like there's no even if I lower the shields there's no way that these guys are going to But did she get reprimanded for that? I mean that's a pretty big deal. It's sort of like Probably you not. Co- you come back and the- she covered it up. What what I got from this novel is that she's the person who covers these things up. And in some way, um, they threw her in a trash com- a trash compactor, so she was overwhelmed or she was beaten. And the- then maybe Finn himself turned the shields off or whatever. But he really needed Phasma. So the story that she tells and what really happened is not what happened because otherwise they would say you betrayed the First Order. But then you learn more about you know Junior Hux here and you realize he doesn't. You know, always it's not always just about the first order. It's more about him and then the first order. It's mm. like the, it's not like they're serving a cause or yeah, like you a, know, you know. And and the it seems I think she could have killed Brendel Hux without Armitage's help or um without without his help or his his knowing yeah his his knowing about it. And so I thought I think it's interesting though that he knows so so. Did, do you think he approached her or she approached him? Yeah, that's where I, I think she said that she needed to keep Brendel around just long enough to because he was endorsing her and he was pushing her, right? And then she probably learned about this divide and sort of says, like, look, you know, now I'm in. I'm in here. You see who I am. Other, um, you know, individuals, officers or whatever in the First Order accept me now. I'm in this role. I am Captain Phasma. Hard to take all that away. And so it's like now I'm going to pr- approach his son, who I see being wronged, and I, I see has the same ambition, similar ambition to, to my own. And yeah, I don't know though. Like it's not exactly clear because she kind of hints that when she's on the planet that there's one more person who has seen her face, and she's going to go take that individual out, and that would be Brendel, Brendel Hux. Right. Um, but then when when Armitage is is sort of approached about his father being killed by by phasma he knows and it was almost as if it was like like he was okay with it or then then that she had she had spoken to him in some regard so i kind of think maybe she went to him yeah but i i don't really know which i just find i find that interesting because it just seems like she wouldn't need to and her 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 gaining allies right like is it just doesn't seem kind of like her character so i found that interesting so i do think maybe down the line she was planning on taking out hermitage as well Mm-hmm. Just because she, yeah, he she would, could, yeah. he would, he would have information on her, and she would not want that. Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The fact that he knows that she did that, 
And she and he. Oh yeah, you know that he is on her list coming up. Yeah, that's a good point because anybody who knows anything about her, who she is, where she came from, she wants no one to know anything, and she covers her tracks really well. So even if you are her superior, like that's the same thing. Like Brindle, all he knew, he had seen her face. And he had seen her fight against her own people and kill her own brother. So, like, she didn't like that. And she didn't want anyone to know anything about that. Uh, so use Brendel as long as you can. Take him out. Now, if Armitage is, is in on that plot to erase the records or to do something that kind of, like, because remember, the symptoms of the beetle bite were not available to the entire, um, they, they, they just weren't available, right? So you had mm-hmm. to hack in and figure out that like what what was actually happening to Brendel and how he really did die and, and what the symptoms were that led to him being in the back to tank and and, and and dying there because that sort of then cues you into this mysterious beetle on this planet. Although that's a stretch. Like you really have to know everything. Right. And so Phasma's probably in the clear, but that's how that's how thorough she is or would like to be and that she's gonna recruit maybe Armitage to say this is happening, erase that Yada, 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 let's move forward. And then she's planning, okay, in five years, I'm taking him out too. And this time I'll do it in a, in a way that's even more clean, doesn't involve anybody else, and we're good. I mean, as she's fighting Cardinal, same type of thing. She knows where she's at. She knows the cameras. She talks about uh, getting rather good at, at manipulating maybe video feeds. So she's not worried at all that somebody would see her fighting Cardinal. Because a lot of those stormtroopers... You know, even though they go to her, like, remember that like, I'm sure they have fond memories of being in Cardinal's, um, you know, sim system. It doesn't seem like it's like it's not like a, it's not like they're in this system and it's really bad. I mean, they, it seems like these these kids, they grow up and they really like, no, we're fighting for a good cause. And this is this is a good thing. And like they they know where they came from. They were orphaned or whatever. And they feel good about being there. So I kind of think. You know, Phasma wants to to make sure that no one knows she's she's attacking the cardinal, and it's going to be some what did she call it a like an accident, a uh, training accident, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It was just a training accident, right? Because yeah, she's going to erase the the feed. <clears throat> well, which is what she does with that. Remember the girl, like the Skyer girl, like the one oh, child yes, yes, that yes, was born. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah what, what is her name? Um, I can't remember her name, but she she kills. Her. I mean, essentially, it's yeah, hinted she that does. she. She kills her. Um, so then why would she was, even take her with her? Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it was, well, I mean, again, remember, she had the blaster point. She was going to shoot that child. But right. it was actually Brindle Hux who said, no, the First Order can always use, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, that's right. whatever. And it's like, well, wait a second. There were plenty of hardened, you know, children around this planet that later on he just sort of ignores and says, I'm moving on. So, like, the message where it's like they're this concerned, caring you know, organization that's going to bring order and stability to people. And it's because there's definitely not stability on this planet. Like these people are fighting each other, killing each other, warring against each other because they can't get their bare necessities. Uh, and yeah, he, he he sees that and doesn't do anything um, to, to help this planet. And the same thing I, I would say, like with Cardinal's planet being Jakku, same thing. You're just you're really just taking what you want from it and you're you're, you're moving on. And really, the only people you're trying to convince that you're good are the people who you took with you. You don't really care about the people who are left behind. They're elderly or they're uh, the, the weaker individuals. And, yeah, there's nothing you can do. We're the first order. We're moving on. But, yeah, she, she definitely killed that. Uh, she had the opportunity to kill that girl, um, and I think she would have. But Siv was the one shouting out, like, no, like, you know, like she, she's a, just a child. 
and here Phasma was ready to shoot her. Yeah, and you gotta feel bad for Siv. Although I, I was, I was just doing, I was trying to research that to see if if Siv does appear in anything other than Phasma. Um, I mean, we know at the end of this, Vi Marathi says she's gonna go back and get her, but yes. it doesn't. She hasn't appeared in anything in anything else. Right, um, right. So she may, but I, I doubt it. Yeah, because I was interested in, in her her daughter, um, Torby, right? Mm-hmm. Who I thought well, that was kind of cool. I actually almost wondered. So remember how? Um, gosh, this is a little bit. Um, I mean, again, this, I don't know, this, this book was, uh, <laughs> there was some, there was some stuff in it where I was like, you know, how did, how did Siv, who, who's the father of, exactly. of Torby, right? That's all, I guess that's how I'll put it just in case here. Um, we don't know exactly. You would think that Torby, Torbin, like that she's, she did say to Torbin that this is probably your child that I'm carrying, but she, it could have been Keldo's too. And she, and she even said to to Torben, like, well, you kind of know. I mean, cave's pretty open. Like, there's only two people that I'm intimate with. And you're like, wait, what? Um, yeah. So, yeah. But, like hey, right. <laughs> it's yeah. a little crazy. A little well, crazy. But I thought Torby looks looks like an interesting character. And it'd be kind of cool mm-hmm. to. Because that could be her niece as well. Yes. Because, actually, it ended up, you, you found out later on, I think, when Cardinal's accusing her um, of killing her own niece, he says, because it could have been Keldo, her brother, because again, what they were trying to do, these people, they had no children. There were no children. And so they were trying to survive and they needed young children. And that's why they, like, that child was such a prized sort of possession. It's so much so that, like, another clan wanted to steal that babe away. Um, so, anyways, that's why they're trying to, to sort of, you know, keep their people alive and, and repopulate. Uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, um, okay, so one uh, one other area I thought would be kind of cool, you know, just because I was thinking, you know, um, a little bit ago we were talking about, you know, like Finn and how do these people and, and, and with Cardinal, how do these people kind of defect? Um, you know, the other group of people that we have on this journey is Brendel's Stormtroopers, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah. the Stormtroopers he has, and they're, they're there the entire time with, with, with Phasma and Siv as they're traveling across Parnassus. And it's really interesting to get them, you know, sometimes they appear at ease, right, when they when they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brendel kind of reminds them. And so then they have these differing moments, like when their armor's on, then the moments they have their armor off. And it almost is like they're two completely different people, two, mm-hmm. t- two totally yeah. different personalities. At some points, you know, when their armor's off, they're kind of talking and they're 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 acting like normal, normal people. And so there is a moment in this book where we do kind of see you know these these hardened stormtroopers which we see um and you know you think about like the empire you know i just i just think about that shot in uh episode six right when when the emperor is showing up and all the stormtroopers are coming in they're all in like perfect formation perfect lines um everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be and then at some point they do interact like regular people and so maybe, you know, that uh, leisure time is, is is as short as it may be is where they could draw on this idea of leaving or or, you know, the, or whatever. Yeah, it, it's well and, and they're limited in it. And when they're in uniform, like most of the time, I think their leisure time is, is typically with with themselves. But when mm-hmm. you're when you're stranded on a planet, you start to see how how isolated they really are and that they don't really talk to locals that much. And that during this journey, uh, they were given different names 
air quote pet names that they, you know, allowed and almost found maybe a little flattering. And, and they starts to kind of really, um, they, they became more alive. I guess like you cared more about them when they didn't have a number and they had a name and that was important. And there was a message in that, uh, there was even a message in that with, with Phasma and, and Cardinal at the end, you know, Hux is calling him by, by his, um, by his number instead of his name and had taken that away from him. It was very unique that someone, that they would call him Cardinal and then allow Phasma who never had a number to just be called Phasma. Mm-hmm. Right. So he was at one point CDO nine two two, you know, like zero nine two two. Yeah. That was his number, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, it was, it was, it was neat to, and I see what you're saying that, like these stormtroopers during those those times of leisure, yeah, that's when they're depending on who they're around, they're susceptible to these other perspectives and influences and stuff. And you got to see, well, how much of that programming is how is that going to um, like how is it going to hold up? I mean, how, is is it going to keep them tied to those beliefs, or can you persuade someone to even though they've had years? There's a message in that, right? Be, being like for years being um like like I guess like being fed this message or this is the history right you know we often think of the victors sort of writing history and it's like this is what you've been told and it's very hard to sort of accept that no things were different I was lied to like what or why did why did they leave that piece out why why are my why am I only getting you know a part of this and yeah we got that with Cardinal Vimarati and a little bit with the stormtroopers in a small way which was which was cool. Yeah, so. because yeah, there's the moment where one of the stormtroopers says something and Brendel immediately reminds him, uh, you know, did I did I tell you you were at ease? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then, oh, and then they stand back up. And that is something that Siv notices throughout this, even with Phasma. Right. There's moments where Phasma has her um, mask on and how she's just slowly evolving and changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, is this the same person that I, I grew up with? Uh, right. You know, and then the same thing with the stormtroopers, like they how they're different. When they have their mask on and uh, stuff like that, which is a theme all throughout Star Wars, right? You know, you think about Anakin, and then mm-hmm. when Anakin with the mask, and then he takes the mask yeah. off in, epi- in Episode Six, and then uh, Kylo Ren, right? You know, with the mask, without the mask, and so I did think that was kind of cool, and just again, it, it's a, it was the very encompassing of all of Star Wars. This idea of wearing a mask and having it kind of transform your personality. Yeah, well, and, and they really took it. They really showed us how far Phasma would take it, and that no one in the First Order had ever seen her without it. Uh, yeah. And then we kind of get what that made made it kind of land um, more so even for me when when Finn kind of cracks open her mask in in the Last Jedi, and you're like, whoa, okay. I mean, there's that. And then Cardinal here at the end does see her face, and it's this sort of like beautiful, like stern. Mm-hmm. This uh, I don't know. I forget what, it, what how, he, how he phrased it, but like he was shocked. He was shocked mm-hmm. to see it, but no one had ever seen it because yeah, she is transformed, and she that's her thing. Is that uh, it's it's the sort of the facade she wants to keep, right? She doesn't want to let anyone in. And as you said, the whole uh, point of view and perspective in these in this story, uh, every, the story was being told through other characters, not Phasma. We actually could not get into Phasma's mind very often. Yeah, the only time you even remotely get close to it is this, that final chapter where she's crafting her armor. Uh-huh. That's I mean yep. that's it. That's pretty much it. That's that's the only kind of chapter where it's in in really kind of her perspective. Yes. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I thought it was uh, I it was interesting. It, it, it's cool that it makes me want to know more about this. This whole book makes me want to know more about Cardinal. It makes me want to know from the time that he does leave here. Does, I'm, I'm assuming he gets better and he gets sort of uh, healed at that at that facility. And Siv is there with uh, with Torby, her, her her daughter. Like, where do they go? Do they go with with Vi? And does Cardinal, is he on a mission to try and recover? Could he be someone that maybe those younger uh, stormtroopers or even the stormtroopers who are, have lost their way and they don't quite understand? I'm just thinking, like, end of the timeline here, Ray moving forward, like, what's the next phase? That's a character who you could bring in and say he's going to try to help those those kids cope with everything they've everything they've been taught in the in the first order and and understand that you were fighting for the wrong side and, and these were the abuses that were done to you and i was a part of that you know he's a bridge that could sort of help uh, i guess bring them bring them around to the right side and help make their transition from first order to whatever it may be easier unless the first order is still just has remnants and they're uh you know going to be a threat which we don't know yet yeah. so all right. Well, uh, I guess I kind of close it up here. As I mean, what I mean overall, what would you kind of say about the book? Uh, as just, uh... yeah. Well, I I said like I I guess how I kind of started in that like it's um it's good. Like the ending is great. I wish I could have just gotten a song. And this is terrible. I mean, I think Delilah Dawson is awesome. Does a great job, and it's 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 a good book. It's more just that I didn't care too much about Phasma, mm-hmm. you know. And I I not it's not someone who I was actually thinking the whole time we we're doing this. I kept thinking about the new canon books. I'm like, when are we going to get that high octane? And this is me. This is my own. Like, I know some people totally will not agree with this. They 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 like a book like this, and they like a book like um, Inferno Squad and stuff. I'm I'm I love books about Jedi and Sith. Right. Like that's that's me. That's me. That's where also like I know some people are stoked about the like the Mandalorian, and I'm not as much, but I am more so stoked about that than I would be maybe like 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 Tarkin. You know, and Grand Moff Tarkin, and um, I'm trying to think some some of the other maybe generals or captains or or what have you that are on the other side of this. Like, I'd rather read about one of the well, okay, um, Cassian Andor, right? I'd rather read about him just because that's the side I like to read things from. But I think Disney's doing something and and forcing us to read from the other side, you know, and and f- to think about things in a different way. Mm-hmm. And to have a different perspective on things and think of point of view, and yeah. it, there's a lesson in that actually. And so, although it may be hard, and it's easier just to read from the from the rebel side and to think bad empire, they're all bad. Uh, not a one of them is good. And good, they blew up the Death Star. They're all dead. Cool. And but no, they're 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 trying to again move us towards a place where let's think about that for a second. Were they were they because they once were you know republic soldiers and generals and captains who then were didn't know that palpatine had had was a sith lord and and didn't see how they were being manipulated and the propaganda that was taking place and it's like it's amazing to sort of study that in our own history to think about like how that indoctrination and propaganda can can really affect so many different people and it's like something we need to be aware of and think and and be looking at the system and the framework that we're in and say is it good? And and what do I know about it? And what don't I know about it? So it, it's a good book in, in that regard. It's just like, it's not one that for me until the very end, when I'm like learning all these different like revelations, I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is sick. But when they were out on Panassas or whatever, I was just like, okay, like, like that we are stuck in the sand. And it's just kind of like, it, it was dragging a little bit. I still really liked it. Um, 
But I have to be honest, I like the beginning of it, I just, I was not, I, I had to push through, me personally. Now, some people were locked in from start to finish, and I'm sure they they, they, they loved um, every every page, every sentence, every word. Uh, for me, it, it really picked up at the end, and I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I tell you guys, I'm a little, little biased. I, I like my Luke Skywalker, you know, Jedi books, and that's just, that's just who I am. Although, uh, I've been impressed by things like Inferno Squad, you know, and I've been impressed by... Um, you know, like, like, like catalyst, right. I, I was able to read a little bit of that. And it's, it's interesting to think from the other side on this. And even like Dooku, uh, Jedi lost to see him, you know, going through his transition in the way that's a, that's a crazy one too, to watch, um, what will be a Sith Lord start off on as a member of the council and then shift over. So yeah, I don't even know if I can give us this book a score. I mean, it's, it's, it's like I could score the first half and the second half for me, and it, and it has nothing to do with the writing style or anything. It just has more to do with the character and that I fell in love with the character of Cardinal and 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 Vi. I loved their dynamic and their back and forth. I didn't even really care about Phasma anymore. I was just like, Cardinal, go with Vi, get out of here, mm-hmm. and let's go do something. So Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's where I'm at, too. You know, Initially, I, I think I sent you a text message, and I, was, I, I said, man, I'm really way more intrigued by this, this Vi Marathi. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and uh, then I am Phasma. And I was like every it's like there for the first couple of chapters. We'd, we'd be like on Parnassus. I'm like, no, like stay on the absolution. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Because yeah, it goes back and forth in the chapter, say on the absolution or on um, Parnassus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then as it went on, I think uh, I think I, you know, once once it kind of picks up a little bit um, and the, and Brendel shows up and they all start traveling. Um, was when I was like, okay, now I'm just into the whole the whole picture. But then at the end, man, Cardinal was who I was rooting for because because you you don't really travel with Cardinal until late until the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly Vi, but then you start getting Cardinal's uh, stuff. Uh, yes, chapters as well. And I was like, oh man, this is great. And so yeah, I'm with you. By the I mean by the end, I still think Vi and Cardinal are the characters I'm just rooting for. Um, mm-hmm. But I do, I do think it was kind of cool to get some a little bit more about um, Phasma and just uh, the First Order as well. So, yeah, I'm with you again. I think um, I think the second and third parts, you know, acts of this book for me is where it really uh, took off. And then the first took a little bit to get into. Um, I mean, that's every book. Every book's different. You know, you and I have talked about uh, Inferno Squad before where I'm like, man, the first and third parts of that movie are great. But the middle is <laughs> kind of a slog. Yeah. You're just like, OK, right. like what, you know. Um, and it's like the opening of that or the opening and ending of those books I'm like that is amazing. I mean, the opening to Inferno Squad, I think, is like the absolutely phenomenal. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's you know, that's a lot of different that's movies. It's stories. Sometimes, you know, eh, it takes a bit to get up, you know, whatever. I mean, Rise of Skywalker. Good God. The opening is 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 great. And, uh, you know, I think some people say it's bad. Right. Just because it's so fast. It's like, what's going on? And so once it slows down, mm-hmm. it's like it gets amazing. And so. Um, yeah, you, you could say that just again, you could say that about any story, but yeah, I think I'm with you. The, the second and third parts of this really were amazing. All the uh, Cardinal is a character who I never knew existed. And like now I'm like, oh man, this guy is great. I want more of him, uh, yeah. you know, and, yep. and more and more Vimerati. So, yeah, I, I get one more thing I guess I'll say, because, you know, as we talked about that first half, that was like without them trudging through the sand and the, and the way that Vimerati told the story without telling all of that first the stuff that we like where she goes back before you know, she goes back to 12 years before in in Panassas versus 10 and she the way they sequence that out is good and i and if you don't have the long trudge through 
So I get why, as an author, and, and just we're looking at the story there, I get why that's there. Um, it's just sort of like, and, it, it, and actually, it is what sort of helps the ending land, mm-hmm. you know, and it do, does make it better. It's just that you have to get through that. And I think that's the, every story kind of mixes that up or mixes that around or whatever, and you just do your best to kind of keep that really intriguing and interesting in you and stuff. But, like, what was hard about Phasma is that I didn't know who Vi was, and, or, or I'm sorry, who, who Siv was or Torben or this small band of, I did like, I... I grew to like them. It t- took me a while to really care. And then I didn't know who was going to make it. And so I'm sort of like, well, do I hold on to sit? Do I hold out for Siv here thinking she's going to make it? Or what's the deal? Like, like you just didn't really, you weren't invested into them much at all. And like no. Phasma is not a character who I liked from the movie. So when I go to read that book, I'm like, well, I don't really like her. So like, you right. know, I mean, I guess now it's cool that I, I want to learn about her. And what hooked you and what keeps you going in this, in this book is that from the get go, it's Cardinal and Vi talking about Phasma, and it's not Phasma. And then even when you're when you're looking at Phasma's character, it's Siv who you care about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those were those were some really that was really well done. I have to I just have to say that that was actually really well done. It's just sort of, you know, yeah. it's tough when you're when you're just reading. Well, yeah, so. and I, I also think it, I think it's hard too with, um, you know, again Phasma as a character. You know, if this were if this were a book about Finn, well. Even before Rise of Skywalker, so you go back just a couple of months, it's like, well, we've had two movies with Finn, right? Who's especially, I mean, Episode Seven, he's huge. He's 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 all yeah. over. He's all over that movie. So when you get a book about him, it's like, oh man, this, there's going to be a lot of detail in this. Phasma is a character again. Who we, I, I mean, I we have to do the math, but I bet it's under ten minutes of total screen time. Yeah. between seven and eight. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, what is her role? You know, and even at the end of this. Um, we really just learn more about who she was. We really don't find out much of why she's really important in seven and eight, right? <laughs> even, yeah. even still, but that's not that's not a knock on the author or anything. I mean, I think, again, I think she did a really good job. But um, that is, I guess, the only thing. If I had to pick something in the bigger overarching scheme of Star Wars um, to say with this book, is I it 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 pushes the character Phasma. Um, in terms of who she is, but I don't know that it really. Well, I guess it does. It it does. It does actually. It shows more about the first order, and so I guess that it, it, yeah. is, it is. Yeah. Good in, it is good in that, and that's kind of if you're if you're looking thinking about this book, um, that's kind of what you'll take away from it in the bigger picture of Star Wars. Is you'll you'll find out a lot more about the first order, you know, uh, and how it is a little bit different than the Empire and and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. So. so. Okay, so I mean, again, if folks are looking for, you know, um, like if you're interested in the First Order or Phasma or what have you, and you want to learn about Vi Marathi and these other characters, I mean, definitely, I, I would say it's it is it's a good read. It is it is a good. I flew through it. Yeah, it was only. It was, I mean, it was only we got the i. You and I both used the audio book. It was like twelve hours. Yeah. It, was, it was good. Yeah, yeah, and it went it went quick. I mean, it was it was a quick read, and it was it was satisfying. Um, you know, just as we said, second and third part, um, push through the first, and you're, you'll be fine. It's it's good, and there's good information in there. And uh, I think it's something they're going to use. Story Group is going to use these characters moving forward. So it was good to know about these characters and say, okay, when they show up later, we now can say, yep. And actually, Matt, what it made me realize is that sometimes I see a book and I go, I don't, am I going to read it? Now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I started to slack there for a little bit and say, do I really need to read that one or what have you? And it's like, no, I do. And I want to. And because this was one that I really wasn't interested in, in doing uh, all that much, but I we I challenge myself to say yeah let's, let's do it let's let's go back to a book that I didn't finish, and let's 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 read this 
and I got some really good information from it. And now I kind of better understand where maybe uh, literature might go in Star Wars. And it's it's helpful in that regard. So even if mm-hmm. even if that's all I kind of got from it personally, um, that's enough. Mm-hmm. And it was good. It's, yeah, it adds and, to the world. And I, and I got to say, I mean, this, um, you know, I had never heard of uh, Delilah S. Dawson, the author of this book. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and she has also done Black Spire and then a book called The Skywalker Saga, which I think is just kind of... Um, I, I was checking that I was looking at this and I think it's just kind of, um, like a summary of what kind of happens in these. So it's not really like, it's, it's not like a novel or anything. Yeah. Um, but you know, so, I mean, I'm, man, I'm excited. I hope she, you know, they seem to keep a lot of these authors around. Um, and so, I mean, I'm really excited to see what she's going to be writing next in, mm-hmm. in star Wars. You know, I mean, so we have we have the next book uh, she has written was um, you know, Black Spire, which, you know, stars Vi Marathi. So I'm yeah. you know, we want we want to tackle that. But I'm excited to see what you know, what what Star Wars book that if she if she does another one. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. novel, because I, I mean, I did think I did think her writing was great in, in this. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. And, and so, in yeah, can't say that enough. That's why that's why I went back and sort of said like the whole device of like pushing us through mm-hmm. the desert and the way that she sequenced things out. There's a reason for it. And at the end, you're sort of like, wow, that OK, like what what Vimerati was holding back on us was good. You know, we were sitting in the seat of Cardinal wondering. We kept wondering, Vi, give us more. Tell us more of the story. And that was that was good. That was good to be. Um, I guess from a reader's perspective to be sitting there wanting more from this character from this spy and to be kind of sympathetic towards Cardinal and give him what he wants you know help him out but then Cardinal make sure you you know fall through in your promise and help help get her out so it right. was good it had and realize what you're getting into and I you know I think that's the thing is that final thing where she's telling him about uh, you know about her uh, kill uh, basically you know um, attacking Keldo right is yeah real I think you need to realize how much of how scary she is and what and really what she, what it is you're you're going up against yeah yeah I mean, for sure yeah and so and then he goes and he fights her and so um but yeah so all right man well uh as i think ne- we're gonna do another one of these next month um yeah we're, we're i think we're talking right master and apprentice next time right is that what we've just yeah uh, kind of yeah i think we are upon? yeah yeah and we'll come back to like you know we've talked about black spire here and stuff we'll put we're gonna we're gonna get to that um uh, but we've already kind of uh, read a little bit of Master and Apprentice, and and it can even tie in um, the the Dooku story with that as well. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, I think that's sort of next. Uh, we've talked to, to folks uh, who who've sent us in transmissions who have been asking where do we start? Uh, mm-hmm. Where's a good spot? And I have said multiple times Master and Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, we did though just do a collaboration that will be coming out soon, mm-hmm. and I learned there was some again. Basmo is one of those books. Got halfway through, didn't finish. Uh, there are some books that I never started that I have been uh, instructed, uh, if you will, mm-hmm. or I've been uh, it has been highly recommended that I that I go read these books. And it, it was interesting because we ask an individual who is very, um, very astute and very well um, read in, in Star Wars literature where he would start. And we got a completely different uh, answer than what I have been giving you guys. And so I think it's interesting. I can't wait for you guys to sort of hear that. So I think that's going to be coming out Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're excited for you guys to 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 hear that sort of a big, uh, big collaboration that that we had. And we had a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, I mean, I'll just I'll just I'll just I'll just tease it out a little bit. You know, yeah, all, all I can say is that, you know, it's 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 another big um, 
uh, big uh, Star Wars uh, podcast, um, you know, and yeah. I, I just been, you know, sometimes I drink water here, but I just been drinking some coffee. So that's all. That's all I'll say. Re- yeah. That's all, that's <laughs> Recently, all, you've that's been all, that's drinking all more I've coffee. Been, I've been drinking. I've been drinking a little more <laughs> coffee today, you know, and then um, it's possible, yeah. you know, I mean. As and I were, mm-hmm. as and I sometimes talk about some of our favorite Jedi, you know, I got Qui Gon, as it's got Obi Wan Kenobi. So that's all I'll say. Yeah, you, you can you can draw the dots. It's all that's all right. We'll, yeah, yeah. It's all all all, all, all <laughs> we'll say there. But uh, awesome. So all right. Well, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us in hyperspace. In our next episode, um, we actually have a big collaboration, and uh, we'll be throwing that up as Ed said about Monday. But continue guys to send us your star wars thoughts your origin story your favorite memories from a galaxy far far away if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe like us write a review leave a comment or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com we will see you next time and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.